podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Cup pods are over, but pre-season's underway in earnest and transfers continue to be considered done deals without actually being done. Uncertainty abounds. Has Iago Aspas really left the building? Are we just about to sign Isco, Di Maria, Royce and basically all the players? Tonight we'll talk about the Bronby and Preston games and ask if we actually learned anything. We look forward to the upcoming tour and our hopes on what we may see. We'll talk through the rumours as ever and we'll finish with what may return as a monthly feature, your listeners' questions. So to discuss the aforementioned topics here in the bunker tonight, we have the dark lord of negativity, that's Damien Flood, who's returning for the first time in ages. AI head, scribbler, par excellence, and all-around decent skin, Ryan McTernan, makes it a trip or hat-trick. Phil Casey may or may not join in, depending on how annoyed he gets. And on the line from Limerick, we have the unique stylings of Moley. Okay, first up, let's talk about actual Liverpool football matches. So in a general way, lads... What do we make of the friendlies that we saw against Bromby and against Preston? Was there anything that we can take from those games at all in general? Uh, Moly, what was your overall picture? Well, I missed the Bromby game and going by reports, I, I don't think I missed much in that one. The, the Preston game wasn't a bad game all around, but what can we take from it? Probably not a whole lot, if I'm being honest. Like these, these pre-season games are nothing but just meaningless friendlies where the players try to get back their fitness. If there is one right spark you can take from it is the, the young lads that have come through like you know especially people like Jordan Ibe he's been fantastic the last couple of games mm. even that guy uh, Kevin Peterson who's got 2-2 two and two, and the guy who I've been really impressed with is uh, Jordan Roster when he's given he, he's looked brilliant so they're, they're doing real bright sparks but regards you know performance and how the team plays and all that you know you can't look into too much into that and Molly like when you say about the young lads are you excited uh in in a way that you might think they might actually get some game time this season or do you just see it as being yet another little step for some of them like of those guys there obviously roster is very young yet which of them do you actually see being part of the first team squad well you'll probably be looking at Ibe now mm. having said that there's a lot of players blocking his part not only Sterling but obviously they brought in Markovic as well and Lilana. so you'd wonder where is he going to fit in so, you know, you'd probably be thinking he's probably going to go out and loan again for the season, which in a way is a bit of a shame 
because he's great capabilities there. He'd be a fantastic player for us. I really think he could be pushing Sterling in a season or two for that, you know, a top-class teenager in a world uh, figure. So out of the players that I've seen so far, I would obviously be the main guy to come through. But if he does go out and loan, I would like to see Roster could be. Now I know he's only, I think he's only 16 or 17. Hmm. And I, I don't think he's going to break into the first team. But he even got a couple of games in the League Cup, came on as a sub a few times. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, how, did you get to see the two games, first of all? Uh, I seen the Preston one. I was in work for the for the Bromby one. Okay, and what was your overall impression of that? Um, like, like Molly said, you can't really take a whole lot from the Preston game. I mean, hmm. first half performance was pretty... You know, lots of days ago, I wasn't too surprised that when all the youngsters came on that we actually started to play a bit more impressively. But that's because they're, I mean, the the team that Rodgers was kind of lining out was, a, you know, a mixed match of loads of players, ones that he wants for the future and ones that he has no intention of keeping. So, I mean, the goal itself that we conceded was very poor and, you know, it was nothing that we hadn't seen throughout the whole year. But For um, sure. I mean, yeah, it's great to see a lot of the youth players coming in and, um, I was disappointed that Laurie got injured on, on Wednesday because he was, you know, it was when I found out that he had went off in the first half. I was like, I wasn't even arsed to turn on the second half. And <laughs> I've seen him. Um, I, you know, I only wanted to see him because I'm dying to see him in like a 20-yard sprint. Yeah. I don't want to see this kid run. But uh, I watched some of the highlights of uh, Coutinho, who again, on this pre, if, it, if you know, if we could play uh, the whole season, like pre-season, we'd have Coutinho as the next Messi and Aspas as Falcao, it'd just be perfect, you know. But um, obviously, that's not how how it goes. But um, yeah, what did you make of the goal? Uh, the 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 Suso goal is quite special, wasn't it? The, tidy the goal, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was I actually didn't realize it was his first goal. I I complete. I actually thought that he had scored before then, but I thought he looked bright. I mean, you know, I know Neil Poole had a great article there for his a while ago of how he's kind of covering his arse, you mm. know, that he's back and he, you know, he said, "Oh, I'd like to go to Porto," and now I'm not so sure. But I mean, that's his job. He, he wants to be a footballer somewhere, but yeah. I'd love to have him. I, I don't. I don't see any problem with having Sue. So I don't see how there's not a place for him in some ways. I mean, you know, he offers something different. He's he's left footed. You know, as as reductive as an argument that is. You know, it's something that we don't really have. No, if you yeah. go through that squad yeah. now, I mean, we've Sturridge, um, in an attacking sense, and I can't really think of a whole lot more. There's probably someone can name them to me now, but I mean, Sue. So I think he's grand. I think you know. I think he's got decent bit of pace. He's no slower than Coutinho or Allen in in a race. Um, mm. in my opinion. He's clever. I think, you know, I think he can play deep. Like, I think we spoke about that the last time. He, he plays in the number eight role for Spain, the under-20s or he plays for. I think there's a great future for him if he wants. But it, it's kind of the same as, you know, another player that looks to be on the way out of the door. If he stays, he stays. I'm happy. If he goes, he goes. I'm probably happy as well. Right, OK. So sort of uh, moderated excitement there from Ryan with regard to the players that, that uh, made a little bit of a breakthrough. Phil, your own impression of, of the two? Did you see the two games? I did. Yes. Yeah, I recorded um, them and watched them. Same as that. Yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, the, 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 the biggest impression I had from the, the two games is that the kit front on looks really well. Oh. And then from the side... There's a bit too much weight on the sleeves, uh, and yeah. there is a there is a strong hint of Middlesbrough off that off the side view of the kit. There's a serious bang in Middlesbrough. Yeah, and that that's really disappointed me, yeah. very much so. More than Luke's performances, that really got to me a bit, mm. right? But I do I do like the the so, colour. It's a good colour. So the first the first impression 
from the two matches was the kit looked okay. <laughs> I have to say, it looked very well uh, on on the muscly Emre Chan coming out there. In the it top. did, it did. He yeah. looked, he looks very, he very, looks very well. He looks very he's well. A he looks, looking man. He looks, he looks very powerful. He does look. Powerful. He does. He's a powerful looking yeah, man. Yeah, With wonderful hair. Look beautiful. Wonderful hair. He also he was out bossing the midfield. Until he got injured, was he bossing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I liked, and I liked the way he bossed it. Okay, especially the way he, he just naturally drifted into that defensive midfield role and told Lucas fuck off the pitch, basically. And that, yeah, that, you know, it was nice to see that it was a man who was in control of the of the game and control of the tempo. Yeah, not doing anything rash, wasn't giving away stupid free kicks. You know, well, well, well Floody's just after making his way into the bunker here, so we'll talk about Lucas and him falling over a lot in a few minutes. Yeah, but tell me again more of the happy happy thoughts that you had with regards to the two games that you watched and record. Was, I was struggling to find happy happy thoughts okay. like, right? like the, again, Jordan Ibe Jordan Ibe yeah great but yeah. you know it's gas because most of the happy happy thoughts came after the substitutions were made um, the when ones, it was the U team playing yeah when yeah. it was the U team playing I, I think there's, there's, a, there's, there's a level of you know they're more eager to try and make an impression to be you know to put their name there in Rogers' thoughts they're the ones who are really pushing to do something um, to say right look I have a future at this club and, and, and the like Molly mentioned Pedersen I, I think you know if, if you're looking at okay remove the fact that we paid an awful lot of money for Barini and potentially we're selling them for 14 million if if you saw just saw Barini and you saw Pedersen you know as, as two U team players coming through you would be saying that Pedersen looks a better option than Barini out mm. of the two games People always going to go how brilliant Barini's movement is. I think Pedersen showed incredible intelligence in, in the actual box for both chances. He creates a little space. He actually gave the ball away against Preston, but was smart enough to, to drop the layers, run, fall back in, and make himself open then for Oib. Mm. Um, the, the other thing about Oib was, and I re, what I really enjoyed about him was, he was going mad attacking the byline a la Suarez you know I was looking at it there was that pace just driving at the boy line yeah. and then but not looking to knocking a nameless cross he was getting the head up and then trying to pick players out in the mm. box for a chance and that's how the Pedersen goal and, comes and from and the strength for the Suso yeah. uh, goal as well he, just yeah. the way he held someone up at full pace exactly um, and you know Flanagan I thought looked brilliant again he like, does doesn't he yeah and he's so comfortable on both sides now yeah. let me say two words to you nope. Sebastian Cuates yeah yeah I, I, you know look I'm, I, I've been a big fan of Cuates for you know when, when uh, coming through as a kid like you know when we signed him as a kid I thought right this kid watched him in the um, Copa America and you know you're a veteran of many Copa <laughs> and many World Cups <laughs> but you know I watched him and you know he had all the skill sets yeah since he came over to Liverpool he looks slow in relative terms to other centre halves that we have but you know the way he wants to play the game reminds me an awful lot of the way Saka wants to play the game. He does try to play it on the front foot. You could see that he likes to sit higher than he does, even though he's limited with pace. He likes to he likes to go and attack the ball and, and instead of waiting for teams to come onto him. Mm. Now it, it, it's a very limited amount of time you're looking at it, but I actually thought the defense looked a bit more comfortable when he came on. He seemed natural in, in what he was doing, and he was eager again to impress. Now whether that's eager to impress to get a decent move away, or mm. whether that's you know to say, look, Brendan, I'm still here. You need a right centre back. I can be your answer. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, the, the, you know, this is what preseason's about. You, you look at players and you say to yourself, "God, you know, maybe they have got something to offer." And then, it's, what, can they convert that into real season form? And can they get confidence back? But the one thing I say about Quata is he's always looked as like a player to me that if he was given some confidence by the manager, he may actually repay. Um, him in dividends and the, he has looked like he's been lacking confidence since he came to the club for be it the fourth season when he was basically ignored for the whole season and in the second season he seemed to be getting a bit and then we went to Angie Makakashla Kakashla well pronounced and uh, he had that game against Lucina Traore where he got, he got done all over the shop that hmm. day and, and Rogers has never fancied him since so who knows who knows but uh, you know as, as, as things go 
bit of a shit performance and Bromby picked up an awful lot against Preston and we, we got a win against the Preston one you know it, it's something myself and Damo would have talked about before in terms of pre-seasons you can't judge much but if you're losing and drawing every single game in pre-season you're not going to hit the ground running when the season Yeah, this is what always makes me laugh about pre-season games and people writing them off I think a run of wins really does psychologically make a difference well it did last year yeah. it did last year you know um, Floody uh, you're in the door and we've, we'll go maybe away from the, the more general airy fairy stuff and start looking at specific players and I know a man that you always have an opinion about is Lucas Leiva um, he did in fairness to him look well off the pace he fell over quite a lot uh, your thoughts on his future I'm glad I just come in about now. Got <laughs> <laughs> the shit over there to get down to the nitty gritty. I would reckon that fella'd want to go get fucking checked out for osteoporosis or something because <laughs> his fucking legs aren't in fucking random with his brain. Like it, we start off the game fairly sharp. We're moving the ball well and I say, "Geez, we look tasty here." Goes to Lucas, we give away possession. You know, we get the ball back, we another couple of passes. Goes to Lucas, he falls over, and I'm watching him and going, "Okay, he's a little bit off the tempo here." But it was fucking horrific. Like, it just wasn't even that he was off the pace slightly. But, like, let's remember that this is a, a League One team we're playing against. Yeah. He should be bossing that game, you know, but he, yeah. he looked childish out there. Now, if that's being honest, now I know I give him a lot of slack or a mm. lot of stick and I have for a long time and totally deserved, in my opinion. But he's gone, he's getting worse. And, just, mm. and to see this bullshit down in the evening of people coming out. Ah, leave the Lucas alone. Bollocks. If you're not good enough, you're not good enough. Yeah. End of story. Like, I, 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 if it was anyone else, I'd say the same. But you would. <laughs> but like you, you would say yourself, and you have said it before, like, there's no need for fans to be getting on and, and abusing him either on Twitter. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we, you well, can have your opinion you can, and you can criticise him for his performances. Mm, there's no mm. need to tell a fella to fucking retire like some, some gobshite did on Twitter. Like, well, I'm his biggest yeah. critic and I wouldn't even do that. Yeah, yeah no, but well, I'm not going to be our name anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't me. What's <laughs> <laughs> your mum, you prick? <laughs> um, yeah, so... But, <laughs> right, moving swiftly away from your bogus accounts. Uh, t- t- so tell, tell me more. Like, officially, or effectively, are you telling me that what you see is no, no real future for the kid? Especially when you compare and contrast them with the likes of Rossiter who came on and looked really calm. Oh, I think we were talking in the group during the game and that was the one thing. Like, This kid has come on 17 years of age. Mm. And he's changed the game in in, in that position. Yeah, like, Lucas was shocking. Like he, the ball goes into the corner in the first half. Thought it was a little Christon Lism on his arse. Like, mm. You know, at the level we are and where we want to be, not want players like that. Mm. Squad. Just just on him as well. You'd question the mentality a bit because you remember when he came back from the World Cup and he came back to Liverpool and then he removed all his Liverpool bits off his mm. Twitter account. It's like it's like he's already left the club. And in, in a lot of ways, to me, those two performances. Looked like a player who was just waiting to go out the door. Yeah, there could be a lot to that. You know, there could can, be a lot to can, that. Can I say something? If, if I was a manager and it was Rogers, and that was the case, and they know he's going out the door, fuck playing him at all, put Russell there and give him ninety minutes. That's one of the frustrating things you about know? pre-season, though, isn't yeah. it? Bloody, yeah, we, but the shop window stuff as well, isn't it? That's like, nonsense. Yeah, If the club is going to buy a player, they're not going to buy him off what he does against Preston on a Saturday. That's yeah. you know they're going to know what he's he's done yeah. previous season. So I don't believe in that shop window show you either. Like. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Molly, with uh, regard to the defence, um, how many of the first choice defenders that we're going to end up with do you reckon we've actually seen perform there against Bromby and Preston so far? I mean, basically, I don't know. If you think about the targets, uh, you think about the, the, the talk about the people who are likely to come in, Lovren, maybe Moreno, and you, you imagine if they come in their first, their first teamers. Uh, what was your impression of the defenders that we saw on display in the two friendlies? Well, 
As Phil said earlier on, I, I thought Flano, he, he did a great job in, in uh, against Preston. Enough to be he, a first he, choice for you? Yeah, well, I, I said it during the pod during last season that if, if I was picking a team, like Flano would be the fourth or fifth name on my team sheet. Like, I, I know we're after Moreno, and what is it, 16, 17 million for a left back there. To me, we're slightly wasting that money when we have John Flanagan, who can do such a, probably as good as Jobs Moreno there at left back. But we need a right back more badly than a left back, in my opinion. Yeah. And if we're lashing out 16 or 17 million, we should be looking at the right hand side for that type of money. He said, left hand side. Look, we have Flanagan there, he's doing a fine job. Jose Enrique's come back, he's going to be taking selfies on the pitches he's defending so well and all that. So, you know. <laughs> Selfies everywhere. Give those lads a chance. Yeah, like, he, he didn't let us down last season, did he? So what has he done to to deserve Brendan Rodgers going? Okay, Flano, you've had a great season, all that, but I'm going to go out now, and you know I'm going to go out to look for a Moreno, or he looked at Ben Davis, or you know even Ryan Bertrand. Mm. No, Flano's definitely better than Bertrand. He's at the level of Davis. Now I don't know much about this Moreno guy, but for me, I'd have Flano as my first choice left back on into the new season. Your first choice left back. And is that because you're as fatalistic as all the rest of us in your belief that Glenn Johnson will be the first choice right back? Well, he, he will be the first choice right back. Let's be honest about it. I, I don't think he should be. As I said, I'd like to see that spend that Moreno money on a right back. Mm. But I can't see that happening. So I think we just have to get used to the idea that Glenn Johnson will be our first choice right back. And it, it looks like that... You know, if we are getting a left back, then then Brendan probably wants to see Flano challenge Johnson for that position. So they come next season when Johnson's contract is up and he's gone, because let's be honest, he's not going to be kept on. So he's going to be released on the free next season. Then, you know, maybe Brendan sees Flano's position more as a right back mm. and that's where he wants to see from next season on. Yeah, fair enough. Ryan, of the defenders that you saw on display, who impressed you? Flanagan. Just as simple as that. About it. I mean, Skirtle, no, not good enough for me. Um, don't even remember the rest of them, to be honest. Mm. I, I, I just... Um, Were you having a course at the time? <laughs> <laughs> um, Was it cold? <laughs> I got a lot of abuse for that point. But, um, it was Jean-Claude Van Damme there. <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, the defence, look, we know it needs a complete overhaul. I think Flanagan should be on the right for me. Um, I No, he's good enough for both sides. I think he's a good deputy for either side. Mm. I was hoping that Wisdom would come back in and mm. he'd go to right back because, one, if you had Wisdom on the right and even if you had Flanagan on the right, the only problem there is I, th- I don't think Flanagan has enough physicality in some ways to what I'm thinking. But if you had Wisdom on the right-hand side and you have Moreno on the left who appears to be a very, you know, you know, a gun ho attacking left back. Um, I think uh, I've seen a few people that say that his style is, you know, he's not kind of diving into tackles. He's, he's, he's a presser, you know, he presses yeah. the ball back, which is what we need because we can't have fullbacks or defence midfielders, Lucas Leva, who break down the play. You know, that's not the game anymore. We have to turn it around. We have to get the ball back, win the ball back, force teams back. But if you have wisdom on the right and Moreno on the left, I think you've got an opportunity to have one left back that goes forward a lot and then you've got Sacco coming over a bit, and then all of a sudden you've kind of got like a f- flat three in some ways, but mm. Molly's right, we do need a new right back. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but... Uh, Floody, on, on, on the points there that, that Ryan's making, uh, what do you make of the people we have to choose from currently in our defence? Uh, who would you like to see shipped out? Who do you like to see coming in? 
Look, looking at what we've got there, I, what we've got available, the only one for me that should start the season is Sacco. That is the honest truth. Mm. The rest of them can get in the fucking bin or go where they want to go. Including but Flanagan. It's, it's not going to happen. But Flanagan for me, okay, he reminds you of a John O'Shea. You know, he's, mm. he is what he is. He, I don't think he's ever going to be an exceptional fullback. I think he, he'll do a job. Like, he has got his own flaws in his game and I think everyone's just got now on the case of Flanagan's quality because he's Liverpool, he loves a tackle. He gets done an awful lot as well, you know. It, mm. it kind of gets tended to be overlooked because he makes a, a steaming challenge and clatters somebody else, which is horrible as well. Mm. But when we go into Champions League and we play top sides, you don't want a, a skillful winger running one on one at him because he's going to destroy him. Fair you enough. know, and I think it, the Palace game sticks out for me. If anyone goes back to the Palace game, it was like Pulis pinpointed that, and the amount of times they got him isolated in the one on one and just ghosted past them, it w- was ridiculous. Mm. But he's still only a kid and I don't want him out of the squad. I think he has a future at the club. But Johnson, for me, he shouldn't be our first choice right back going mm. into the season. Skirtle has his own issues. Again, if he's a squad player, fine. We need a centre-half to partner Sacco. Uh, and I would like to see a new left full come in. Skirtle probably, like I was saying this to Phil, I think, last week, given the noises that he tends to make when he goes off to play for his international team, he's not the kind of lad who'd be happy sitting on the bench anyway. He'd be rumbling. And if he was on the bench by Christmas, he'd want to go, wouldn't he? Well, the way, the way he is, he's... Kind of not the toilet of his career, but he needs he, to be playing. He needs to be playing yeah, every week. Yeah. He's, he's not a kid anymore that he can be waiting to play every week. <laughs> if Lovren comes in, I reckon it'll be Lovren and Sacco will be the main two. If that's the case, I think the two lads will show their toys at the pram. Um, yeah, Agar and Scarlett will want out. That means we might need to buy another two centre halves. I, I honestly <coughs> don't know. Like it's, I think we have to buy two anyway. I, I think. Like, I do think, you think both of them are gone? I think. Well, I, I think Skirtle is here anyway this year, right? Um, I think Alori's going to go out on loan. I'd like to see Alori go on loan to a Premiership club as opposed to going to Spain. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. you know to, to see how he gets on in the Premier League. Um, even you know, I, I wouldn't be against the idea of Alori going to Southampton for mm. a season with, with Lovren coming the opposite way. And again, he gets he gets because because not going to play long ball football. He's going to play, try play play passing uh, passing style game and the whole lot. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing Alori go there for a season. It'd be good for him, um, and it, it would see how he stacks up in the actual Premiership. Um, <laughs> I, I I said about Skirtle last week. Skirtle is a, se- a, a, a season great, a season shit, a season great, a season shit, and everything in this preseason is already indicating to me that he's going to have a couple of do- really dodgy moments throughout the course of the season. And you know, um, Rogers has dropped him previously. He only got back in last year because of an injury to Agar. He had dodgy moments last season. He, he had dodgy moments up to Christmas. <coughs> it was he had really he had good form after Christmas. That's why everyone thinking back about Skirtle having a good season. He didn't yeah. have a particularly good season up until Christmas. It's the Gerard thing. And uh, my worry, my worry is, you know, if 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 we're placing all our eggs in, in the in the right centre back being Skirtle, and we're bringing in Lovren and we've got Sacco there, right, and we've got Agar there. Let's say, right, we've got three left, three predominantly left centre backs. I can see the logic in if Agar is going, bringing in Lovren, but we still need another right centre back in my book, mm. right? Because there's not, we don't have another specialist one there. So in reality, I think, and I, I think Lovren is going to play right centre back, and I don't think that's the right option if we're going to use him there. I, my, my, my argument around Lovren, I think Lovren's actually a decent player, and I think he's a, he's a good defender, and you know, I would have tweeted similar about it, right? But I think, you know, if I was signing Lovren, I'm looking at signing Lovren because Sacco's injury record is not great and he picks up an awful lot of injuries and you're going to need somebody who, you, who you've got confidence and faith in in terms of playing on that side of the pitch. And that's why I'm signing Lovren, right? So I have two 16, 17 million pound centre-backs to cover that position. 
Then I shift across to the right hand side and I'm looking at Johnson, I'm looking at Skirtle and I'm looking at Torrey. Right. And of, of that's that doesn't inspire me with confidence on that side of the defence. And that's where I think we're not all our focus is on the left hand side where potentially we could get away with what we what we already have, and none of the focus is on the right hand side. I've said it enough now, but that that's just the opinion on defence. In terms of the friendlies, you can't judge you cannot judge the defence because it hasn't been particularly good. as I said to you, I thought Juarez did well when he came in and did a spell. I thought he looked the, the most composed of the of the of the right centre backs that we played. Mm. I don't think Kelly's done very well at all. I don't think he's done his chances any any favours in terms of, of you know staying. Well let, let, let me come in there. What well, it was one of the things I wanted to speak about which is the kind of players that are on the fringe. We've mentioned a few of them there in passing, but I'm thinking like Kelly, I'm thinking like Connor Cody, are these guys pretty much making their way away, do you think, from the club? Floody, what would you be taking it? I would definitely think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I, before the game started the other day, I seen the line-up and I had Kelly in our centre-half and I was quite excited to say, OK, you think, the lad is 6'2", 6'3". There's very few 6'2", or 3 full-backs in the world. They're normally in around kind of 6'4", or smaller. It's just where the accuracy They're quicker on the turn. Hmm. I would have liked to see Kelly get a run on centre-half. Yeah. It, it is his position. Yeah. Uh, it always has been his position and he's going to be in Bred in as a rifle. I would like to see him get a run in there, but it's not looking likely now at this stage. Yeah. He doesn't seem to have come back from that injury that he got. Cody makes Lucas look mobile. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, well, what is he? Twenty-two years of age or something like that? And he runs like a cadaver. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the ball comes into him. He, 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 he takes a touch and it, it, you can hear, you hear him creaking as he's torn, <laughs> and he gives it away. And I'm like, Hey kid, you know, <laughs> I, I, think, I think his level was where he was yeah, last season. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I he has it, a future there. You know, yeah, um, Molly, talk to me about uh, a, a fella that keeps coming up there a lot, and that's uh, Ryan McLaughlin. We didn't see him, and he seems to have been gizumped a bit by this new kid. Um, is Kevin, it Adam Phillips? No, Kevin Stewart. He's a 20 year old right back that we signed from Spurs. Kevin Stewart, yeah, the yeah. Spurs kid is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, okay, I got mixed up. Uh, what, what's what's your take on that, Molly? It's a bit of a strange one, Trev, this uh, Kevin Stewart signing, I think. Yeah. Because I, I know he was released by Spurs, so that, that worries me straight off. So I'm thinking, well, if he's not good enough for Spurs, how come he's good enough for us? Yeah. But obviously, we have uh, Alex Ingletorp, who used to be the Spurs reserve manager, so he, he would obviously know what, what, what Stewart can bring to a team. Mm. And now that, that he's our reserve team manager, he's brought him over. And um, But what worries me is, is that, you know, he's a right back. But what's going to happen to, to Roy McLaughlin? Yeah. Because he hasn't seemed to get a sniff of the first team. I don't think he's gone on tour either with, with, no, with yes, lads over to the US. No, no. It's, it's a strange one because he was out, he went off and low on a Barnsley last season. And by all accounts, he was fantastic there. And the fans were raving about him. Anytime they've seen him at reserve level. He's been brilliant. You know, he's gone on to play for Northern Ireland, full international. And, you know, even in, I think it was two summers ago with last week towards US, you know, he was playing against Roma there and he didn't look out of a place. Yeah. So anytime we've seen him, he's looked brilliant. But for some reason, it just doesn't seem to be fancied. Yeah. He, he kind of reminds me of that kid years always rave about him, Stephen Derby. You know, when he was <clears> kind of <throat> knocking around the reserves and that, uh, the kind of youth teams at the time and, he looked like a real star in the making. And he just disappeared as well. Like I think he went for one or two games, just disappeared. 
McLaughlin could be heading the same direction. There's a few lads like that. I remember John yeah. Welch who ended up playing for Preston there yeah. the weekend yeah. uh, against us as well. Looked like he was going to be a little That's midfield right. terrier and just doesn't pan out. Cody is the same. The McLaughlin one is very interesting though because when we were, when we talked to Rob Jones that time, like he was raving about him. Yeah, because he does seem to have something. Yeah, he, he was saying yeah. about him and Brad Smith. You know, they, both of them had huge big futures, mm. and uh, you know, from what he's seen, he thought McLaughlin had all the tools and definitely was a future right back for Liverpool. Mm. So he actually thought that he'd be pushing this year to get into the first team. So it's 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 straight like we've gone out. We, as I said we, we've signed this guy Kevin Stewart um, he's 20 you'd imagine now if, if Inglethorpe has signed him and has worked with him previously that he'll be the you know he'll, he'll definitely be playing him if he's in the 21s and maybe looking to fast track him into the first team given yeah. you know the, the issues we have at right back and as we said McLaughlin had a fantastic you know half season alone off Barnsley maybe he's going back out on loan and you know they, they do have big plans for him but they know that he's going on loan so that he's not, it's not going to serve him well when he could get probably a loan move early and maybe move in the pre-season to it like, like Wisdom going to West Brom mm. Well it would make sense if they hadn't brought Wisdom on tour yep. that, that theory you know um, Well look let's let's just talk briefly about the games that are coming up and whether we're even vaguely excited about them obviously the quality of opposition is quite decent after the initial games uh, I think all of them are being broadcast between BT and Sky as well so we should probably get a chance to see them is there any particular game you're, getting, you're, you're in, interested in looking at or is it basically all blend into one for you Phil? No look I enjoy watching this all the time you know in pre-season there's no real pressure in terms of watching the actual matches you can just sort of sit back relax and enjoy and see who's impressing and who isn't impressing mm-hmm. it'll be more interesting as as the players start coming back the likes of Gerard and Tor Lallanas and Tor Sterling is there as well you know you've got the anyone who has knocked out the first round of the World Cup should be in relatively soon in terms of the first game that's on tour so you start to get a better idea of what type of shape that, that Rodgers is going to go with um, especially because Suarez gone I I can't see us playing the same shape that we played last year because it was very much to build a team around Suarez. He's going to have to rejig how he's going to set his actual team up and, and, and how the team's going to play. So, yeah, like I, I'm interested. The, the, the one this weekend, obviously, great. It's another match on the television, something I can sit down and enjoy and watch. But like particular game, you're not going to... See, you're seeing it mainly to, to see is there anybody standing out or is there is there something you can pick up, pick up in formation-wise or the way we want to set up? Will we play yeah. three at the back, say, a bit out there? You know, we've sort of hinted at doing that previously um, and how the new signings fit in I'm, I'm, I'm really eager to see what Markovic brings to the, bring to the side and I, what I, it looks I, like Yeah I think there's rarely been a player Ryan that we've we, a lot of us will have looked forward to seeing do his, do his thing as much as Markovic because of I suppose the, 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 the fanfare around him and what we've seen in the little clips would, would you agree? Oh yeah I mean you get all the people who watch you know the Portuguese league you know week in week out you know like um, Marco and I don't know the guy's name the Porto ball yeah. you know he like he said, he is the best talent he's seen. And he's been watching, dedicated, uh, watching Portuguese League for the last four years. He says he's better than James Rodriguez. He's better than, you know, all these youth, the one UK that I can remember from Portugal. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with, you know, William Carvalho. He says he is the best teenager he's seen at that level. And I mean, he looks, he does look amazing. Hmm. I think the hair alone has me kind of sold. <laughs> um, his eyebrows. <laughs> Uh, Lovely. The, sh- the phone tucked in the sock. Um, <laughs> That's not a phone. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's his wallet. It's his wallet. Yeah. Um, the baseball. He's just got every. I mean, he he. We've all seen the goal where he lobs the keeper out mm. and like out of kind of nowhere. It's almost like he kind of rolls off his shin over. So it's just it's beautiful. But I'm really looking forward to seeing how he gets on. Um, I can't say he's. I don't know if he's going to light the league this year. If he's a year. Early. Yeah, you know, I mean, is it the year too early? But then next year he'd probably have a stormer in 
for Benfica and he'd cost you 40 million, he'd cost you 50 exactly. million. So yeah. it's best to get him now. And I think we can just hope that, uh, I mean, he's he's with the right manager. Rogers will, I know, hopefully take him on to a, a new level. But I'm I'm just really, really excited to see him play. I mean, for someone so young, it really feels like we've we've signed, you know, Royce the season he joined from Borussia mm. Mönchengladbach to Dortmund. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe the year before. Maybe that when really good from year. Maybe when he had that really good year in <laughs> and then got his move. But I, I'm just really looking forward to seeing what this kid brings. Because I don't know. I mean, I don't. is he a mm. goal scorer? Is he a creator? Is he both? That's what I want to see. Yeah. I want to see what he does. Yeah, so that's that, that's at least one exciting floody. Anyone else jumping out of jail? Can you, are you, are you, oh, you, <clears throat> I'm particularly excited about Can. Um and we're not going to see the poor chap. I know, yeah. It's Unfortunately. Typical. That's all yeah, yeah. So you're not watching Obviously. the matches now, are you? No. <laughs> I have a picture of him as lovely. <laughs> but he, he, he fills something that we needed. He fills yeah. a void that we've we've lacked. So I want to see how that pans out in the long It's really annoying because he looked really good for 15 he, minutes. He, he did, you know, yeah, he did. Cruising yeah. around the park he there. Did. He just looks strong. Was it just me? Was he, is he big or is he carrying a few pounds? I, look a little bit unfit. I think he's just tremendously well built, man. Is that what it is? Yeah, yes, yeah, so I believe. But is he uh, is a unit? We, we, we talked about Markovic, and I, I said this: like, what did we end up paying twenty odd million for the kid? Hmm. He stinks at the ruined babbles for me at the moment. And Jesus that bloody, was, that's well, harsh. It's fucking happy days. I remember when we we got linked with Babble and we yeah. bought Babble. Yeah, fairness, I had the YouTube. Like, same as I had yeah. the old Markovic. Yeah, knew fuck all about him. Hmm. Looks great in YouTube. All these little flicks, torns. Looked exciting and came over, and I never really walked out from you know. Now that could be a different because you played under Rafa Benitez, Tim. I don't know enough about him to to, to say that he can excite me. Like, it's what I hear or miss. Mm. It could be really hard to miss with him. Let yourself go, Floody. I know. I am. Like, I'm honestly, I'm not. What about Lalana? You're not excited about Lalana? No, not no. only excited about him either. No, no, he's he's playing winning leagues with. Floody, do you enjoy Christmas? Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Molly, uh, <laughs> Molly, help us out here, fella. Uh, uh, who's who's uh, who's uh, the one, one or two players that you're looking forward to seeing? Would it be Markovic, uh, the obvious one, or is there anyone else you'd like to well, see? Well, well, like Freddy, I, I was really interested in seeing Emre Ken, but yeah. unfortunately, you won't be seeing him now because he's out of the tournament. But a huge coach out here regards uh, Lilana. Do you know? I actually kind of forgot we signed Lallana. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You're about the only so one, man. There was loads of talk about him coming in and then he kind of came and there was no real fanfare. He's going to go, oh yeah, Adam Lallana's there. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to see how, how Lallana fits into the club and where where Brendan plays and will you put him in that number 10 role or will you put him in out in one of the wide positions? Mm. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Lallana gets on. Same as that, I can't wait to see him play uh, just to see what he's going to do. Is as you say, it's the most underwhelming twenty plus million uh, signing ever. Although, sorry, yeah, there's there's been rumours about the actual deal, hasn't there? Um, what about just to round us off then, Phil? For you, who's the who's the, the person you're looking forward to seeing most? Uh, Jose Enrique. Ah, I was yeah. delighted to see him back. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm convinced he's going to wear one of those GoPro cameras on a stick stuck out of his jersey so he can get live <laughs> selfies as the match goes on. <laughs> <laughs> when he's taking throws, he'll get pictures yeah. with the fans. And Here I am getting yeah. skinned by... Live feed to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rights issues all over the shop, yeah. but he won't mind because a big smile on his he face, happy mind. out. He he's mind. let his hair grow again. 
Yeah, he's obviously been, he's obviously that, been impressed with Chan's haircut and all this, mm. all the thing going on. It's 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 a horrific version of what it is. It's like a side part, but it's like it's greased down onto his head. He just There's no flicker. He doesn't nothing. know anything. No, he's <laughs> he doesn't know anything. <laughs> it, it only takes him a night to grow that hair, anyway. Oh no, you know, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's got. He actually he must have been listening to the pod and heard the Lego stuff and just went out and got a Lego wig and just put it on his head. <laughs> 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 off to the states. My hair is Markovic, yeah. Um, Lallana, oh, yeah, I'm actually interested to see how Lallana gets on. Like, I think it is, it's funny because a, a lot of us did sort of forget a bit that Lallana was, um, you know, there. Yeah. Uh, like, you do tend to forget that we signed him and we spent whatever amount of million on him hmm. um, because of the amount of signings that we're doing. Like, for a team that wasn't necessarily in a transitional phase, to hate to use that phrase, but because Suarez goes, we seem to be back into a transitional phase and we're signing six, seven. I, I always expected that we'd buy five or six players purely because we needed a squad to compete mm. in the Champions League. And I'd argue that the squad is a lot stronger than it was last year. You'd question whether the Force 11 is stronger. And I don't think, it, I don't think your Force 11 can be stronger when you've lost Suarez, right? Because the question marks now will be where the goals come from. And that's going to, you know, that, that's the first thing we have to get over. We have to get, you know, to show that we can win again without Suarez and, and win repeatedly without Suarez. Mm. Um, and I think the first 10 games will be crucial to how, our, how the season actually pans out because that's when you need to be, you know, you, you need to sort of get behind it and, and move on. But and we've a difficult opening. But like again, I'm looking at some of the kids. It'd be interesting to see. But it'd be interesting to see how Suso gets on because yeah. he has looked well in the in the games, like like Coutinho. Um, but I think Suso probably possesses a bit more of a goal threat than Coutinho does at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Markovic. It'd be interesting to see what he brings to the party. It'd be interesting to see how we're going to line up. And it goes back to how we're going to line up in these friendlies. You know, where does Lalana fit in? What type of formation do we play? Is is storage going to effectively become? Are we sort of heading back to a four two three one where? Storage is, becomes, for all intents and purposes, a, a Torres-type centre-forward because we know he has pace, we know he likes to run the channels, we know he likes to go wide and then cut in and attack. And then do we have a rotating tree behind him? Yeah. Um, and potentially a better rotating tree than Rafa ever had behind Torres at, at, at any point because we've got more quality on, on, on you know, for, say, a left side and a right side of that tree behind what, 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 what we would have had then. Um, then the question is the two and you know can Chan you know release Gerard to play a, a controlling role people think that he can't actually play in a two there but you know if you have I don't know maybe you don't play Gerard there Gerard sits out a few of the games because you know he is getting older he's, he's acknowledged it by retiring from international football there's going to be games I think during the league that he doesn't play and then what type of two would you play there I think Henderson and Chan could be a great option in, in, in there for, for a two yeah Floody um, we kind of touched on this last week was, I think it was something I suggested myself and people are writing off the idea of the pre-season friendlies would the seismic change now with with, with Suarez out means there there is going to be a change in the way that Liverpool set up. I mean, it just has to be. So, is it going to be seen in these games in the tactical approach from Rodgers? I mean, do we need to actually like get our shit together and start working whatever the hell system he's going to work in these games coming up? If he's not thinking that, he should be. Yeah. Uh, let's not make a mistake and think of this. He only found that formation halfway through the season. Like he tried three or four formations to get Suarez and storage in the same team. Yeah. And that only happened halfway through the season. Then we seemed to kick on when we found that that kind of magical formation uh, just after Christmas. He's just going to have to come up with something again. But I think he should be looking at it now. Uh, I do think, as Phil said, we, we might move to a 4 2 3 one And uh, that's actually quite exciting what you said. Henderson mm. can play in them too. The mobility in the two of them and the, the work rate of the two of them be fantastic. With, with the likes of, again, I don't know much about Markovic, who's supposed to be this silky skills. 
time left. Uh, Sterling on the right, Lallana in the middle of storage. That, that, that's exciting. But if we settle for that system uh, and Jared comes in for his rotation, which he will, yeah. does that not automatically leave him in two and does that not automatically leave us in trouble? Because it doesn't really suit him, does it, that two? No, you can go back and, and go with a three. You can go with a four, three, three, the way we kind of finished last season. So you have to adapt. Yeah, you, you adapt and you go with Henderson and Chan mm. pre- pressing the ball. Mm. Gerard sitting where he is and then you have the width of Markovic and Sterling yeah. with storage up top. It, it's looking like it's going to be storage every game. Kind of bar injury. As or, much or as he can, yeah. As much yeah. as he can. Yeah. Uh, it, definitely, as you said, Gerard's not going to play every game. There's mm. not a hope. With Champions League football, he's not going to be able to do three games a week not, yeah. not a chance and he's got, he's got to be protected a little bit now with this season mm. to have a man of his age like in the amount of miles he has on the clock playing every single minute of every game is yeah. fucking ridiculous yeah. but isn't that why we have now we have Alan we have Henderson we have Chan we've actually got if you look at the three of them they can play in in a, in a myriad of positions in that midfield unlike you know if you, if you have Lucas he can really only play as a replacement for Gerrard in the midfield, in mm. in, a, in a tree, effectively, like you're and, not, and, and even in the system he played, he, he couldn't fill that role. Like he can play as a defensive midfielder, but yeah. he, he's not going to control things. So it's turning it turn into a proper Roger squad where you have people who can, yeah, yeah, you can kind of multitask. You have options. Yeah, yeah. Really options there. Molly is, is 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 that fair enough? We heard the news today that Gerard is going to knock it on the head with England. Um, would it be fair to say that we'll probably see a little bit less from this season, or would you fully expect him to start every game as the season begins? Well, I think he'd want to start every game, but um, I think we're right. I think I, I can see him playing every game of the season, especially with you know, we have Champions League. I'm sure we're going to want to go on a better cup run this season than we did on last. And I think that's why we brought in the likes of Emery Chen, so he can fill that role. And as you said, we have Joe Allen, even Lucas, even Henderson could probably fit that role as well. So we have a kind of variety in midfield who can play a couple of different positions. So even though I think Gerard would want to play every game, I think uh, Brendan might sit down with him during the summer and say, listen, Stevie, you know, you ain't got the legs you're used to. Mm. So I'm afraid you're going to have to drop out every now and again. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. The, the spirit of Floody is strong in this one. Um, <laughs> uh, finish us out on the, on the, on the Gerard talk, Floody, yourself. Um, do you want to see him start as many games as possible or do you think it's very, very important that he's, he's, he's rationed? I want them for the big games. Yeah. Uh, we let, let's be honest and no disrespect to the bottom half of the table clubs we should be at a stage where we can fucking beat this without yeah. a Stevie G um, and I, I do think with the likes of Sean and Henderson and Gerard that can play there in that position now we can rest them we, we can use them to, 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 when we really need them I do think when you were saying in them typical games that, that you've got a player that's going to drift in yeah. I think we'll go with a three across the middle I think Henderson can and Gerard will all play and I think with them we'll have the two wide men will drop in as if so when we lose possession of the ball they will drop in and become literally a five man mm. midfield yeah. and then when we win possession we're just hitting them with pace and that's what we've done very well last season uh, a lot of the teams that we murdered the looks of Everton and Arsenal at home mm. we've done that very well that where we let them have possession of the ball we were quite willing to let them have it and we were kind of dropping five yards inside our own half and saying well come and break us down and you could see straight away as soon as they won the ball Sterling went that wide and I actually think Suarez filled in on the left side, it became really effective, a wide man. And we just were very hard to break down. As soon as we won it, Gerard was opening up teams. He was getting on it. And I think out of Henderson, Can and Gerard, Gerard's the only one that can do that. He can see something quickly and, and get us on the front foot quick. Mm. You know? Which is a thing you think we're going to need in, yeah, at certain times. I think we will need it because it, it, you're not going to need that in our games. Maybe in Europe where you want to keep it a little bit tighter. Then you can go with your Henderson and Can as, as a two. And you can just kind of keep things solid there. You're not yeah. looking to spring as quickly 
and you're just looking to maybe use the pace of storage and Sterling or Markovic their pace. So I, I, I want them there for the big games. Like he's a big game player and he's proved it. Yeah. His whole career with us, and I still think there's. There's life in the old dog, yeah. There might be a big moment for so. a fellow left. So, yeah. I, I think so too. Um, let's move on to transfers uh, and the whole topic. Yay! The whole topic that we all love so much. Um, rumor, rumor, rumor. That's, that's lovely. <laughs> uh, and we'll start off with, I suppose, Barini and the, the, the is he going or what's the story kind of set up. Molly, um, your your latest um, um, take on the Barini situation is what? Yeah, it looks like he's staying. Like his agent came out today and said that uh, he's going to refuse the Sunderland offer that Brady wants to stay and fight for his place and he thinks he's going to play some game time this season. So it looks like he's staying. And, and I'm really sure I read somewhere that, that Liverpool didn't actually want to sell Brady or, 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 or they didn't show they're, they're willing to hold on to him but the offer was just too good to turn down. Yeah, Molly, we'll, we'll, never see, we'll never see 14 million on the table for him again, will we? No, no, and he says you couldn't turn. Like I'm, I'm not really against uh, selling guy, but as you said, forty million, you can't turn that kind of money down for him. And it, uh, the fairness, Brini, well, he's probably thinking himself as well. Look, Suarez is gone, so that just leaves uh, Remy and Lambert to get past. Like last season, Brini got ten goals in forty games. So you know, you compare that to Lambert, he got fourteen in yeah. the same amount of matches. Yeah. So that's only next to four. And you could argue really that Lambert. Southampton team is much better than what Barini is playing with in a Sunderland team. Remember, he got 14 as well, so he only got four more than Barini. Mm. Now, fair enough, he only took 27 games to get to that. But sure, if you look at the stats-wise, he's not he's not miles behind guys like Lambert. How many penalties, though, Molly? Did Barini score? Yeah. I, I didn't look it up, but I know he scored... Was it two or three ribs for something like that? I can remember. He scored 10 goals and 14 and were penalties. <laughs> <laughs> but the same could be said for Lambert. Yeah, I've been saying that a few weeks already. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't get this lad started on Lambert, seriously. Um, yeah, so basically, yeah, yeah. So you think it's looking, because the guy's on tour and all the rest of them, the noise is coming from his agent, it's looking more like he's staying than he's going. Yeah, it's looking like he's staying more, more than he's going. And as mm. I said, look, 14 million, you have to accept that money for a player that hasn't really ever been a part of our team. You have to accept it. But if he wants to stay, I say good luck to the lad. Henderson did it a few seasons ago when we wanted to move him off to Fulham to bring in Clem Dempsey. And he said, no, I want to stay a five for players. And look where he is. So Breeding's doing the same. I say good luck to him. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Phil, would you would you be uh, happy enough to see the kids staying around, or would you? Who, Barini? Yeah, would you prefer to take the money and run? Look, I, I thought Barini would have a much bigger impact than he had has had at the club. And uh, like, you know, when he was when he came, I was a bit excited because I'd I'd seen him play for Roma in, in the season beforehand, and he looked like he had all the the natural instincts of saying in Zaghi where he's not necessarily brilliant at what he does but when he gets in the box he's rootless and he's never shown that rootlessness at, at the club and in fairness he hasn't shown the, he didn't show the rootlessness at, at Sunderland he had a good run towards the end of the season as he said scored a lot of penalties you know score goals you know in big moments for Sunderland which 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 galvanised his reputation with the Sunderland fans um, for him I think he needs take away the whole Liverpool team whether he's good enough to play right but I think him moving to Sunderland would potentially be a very good move for the kid because he would play week in week out he would get a chance to develop as a centre forward you know and see how, how high his, his standard can reach my only take on it and I, I think it's, it's it's a valid point I think the guy wants to go back to Italy if he's going to go anywhere right and if he's going to go back to Italy we'll be lucky to get 8 million for him yeah, that's and, and that's, that's, the, that's the whole thing about it now if, if, if you throw that against we're going to pay 8.5 million for Remy and you say you're swapping Remy for, for Barini 
like it's still a neutral deal and you know we, we, we're coming out with a better striker uh, who's going to have a bigger goal threat than Barini will for us over the course of the season but it's it's you know it's one of those games where we could end up with him stuck until Christmas and then he goes out on loan because the Italians and we all know they're fucking notorious for wanting loan deals. Look, look at Napoli getting Michio on loan. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. And that just shows you what the, what they're prepared to do. And then there'll be these things that he has to play a certain amount of games for the boy option to kick in, and they'll play him a half a game less than he should than to, to to make it in and come back and look to negotiate at the table. Whereas I think for the, the club and and Sunderland, obviously they want to do the deal because it works for both of them. Um, but you know you can't force a, a, a guy to leave who's, who has his contract there and maybe he might be looking for a bit of a sweetener you know I'll, look you're getting 14 million here I, I, I'm saying I don't want to go yeah. I want my loyalty payment to stay I want, if you want me to go you're going you're gonna to have to pay me X amount out of the rest of my contract because I'm not going to get the same wages if I go to Sunderland mm, mm. and look there's, there's nothing wrong with that. that that's his contract he's entitled to do this he's, he's entitled, entitled to, it, yeah. to do what he wants because if he's not wanted at the club anymore Ryan when he came to the club first an awful lot of us were grasping at straws and saying Oh, look at the lovely, intelligent movement because the guy wasn't scoring goals. Mm. Uh, That wore a bit thin and then the goals didn't materialise either. Now, he seemed to do quite well with Sutherland. Um, Maybe it's got something to do with being trusted. Who the hell knows? Is he a guy that you'd like to stay at the club or would you be happy enough to see him move on for somebody else coming in? Um, It's very much 50-50. I mean, I was expecting him to stay... Um, but now that a bid has come in, like I'm not surprised that he he might go. I mean, when he when he jumped, like he, I think he is a clever enough player. But I think Phil is right. I mean, I I think he found his he found his groove in Italy. I mean, he, it, it was kind of it, it's not our fault, but we shouldn't have taken like we we wouldn't know that he wouldn't work in. England. I don't think like, the English speed and the style. I don't think it suits him. I mean, I think he's more the more he has to think of a chance. I think the more he's likely to, to miss. Mm. I mean, we've seen him in on goal a couple of times. I remember, again, is it the Shamrock Rovers game? The only game I've been to in the last 10 years. Um, <laughs> that you remember. I've got <laughs> <on> the <laughs> <laughs> And um, he was put through on goal by, a, I don't know who played the pass. I think it was, uh, could have been Allen. But a beautiful pass in on goal. And all he had to do was knock it around the keeper. I mean, the keeper's going to work, and he doesn't. He just keeps his run straight. He doesn't bend his run. And he did it in uh, the preseason of that year as well. And I was like, nothing has changed in a year. I mean, if you look at his goals for Sunderland, there's one screamer against Newcastle. There's a very good cha- uh, goal against Man City in the in the final. Um, the rest are penalties. He doesn't really score ones where he has to compose or think about it. They seem more like snapshots, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Where he's like, fuck, gotta, gotta, gotta hit it, gotta hit it. And he gets a great connection and it's in. So a lot of his goals in Italy weren't like that. But I think, look, £14 million, how can you turn it down? Um, as well as the rumoured seven million for Aspas, I mean, or Aspas, Asahidi, uh, <laughs> twenty-one million pound for for those two. Considering we paid what fifteen million, sixteen, it's sixteen and a half, but however. Okay, well, whatever. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Still, that's still a profit. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you know, that's it, whatever. But like, I think I feel sorry for Breen. I really thought, you know, he he cares a lot. He has a lot of passion, but his touch is shit. Uh, he 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 isn't finishing it. He's not going to get a run up front. He's going to have to play as a wide forward. He's not a wide forward. He's a number nine, or else he's going to play with someone who's a what you know a number nine. He's going to have a partner. But look, I think it's just time. It's probably best if he got, if he got the move to you know and fair, you know Phil's right. Why should he go to Sunderland? He maybe he isn't a level above that. He might be you know the ten you know mid table level, and he's going to the bottom half yeah. of the of the bottom half, the yeah. bottom quarter of the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I shouldn't have had this one point. <laughs> about the half of the, the yeah. half and the yeah, 23%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one point. The one point. That <laughs> the we one point. Um, Bloody, a fella who seems to be on his way, certainly to the club, apparently he's on a, on a plane. And he's, they, he's, he's picking up Chan, who had a parachute out in the Greenland. He's He wanted to see polar bears. He's about to get zapped. Wrestle. Um, <laughs> is Loic Remy. Um, what's... What's your thoughts on Loic Remy as as a a man who can be critical as hell? Do you, is he someone you're likely? I, I just think all footballers are shit. This present, point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, even the World Cup was crap. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, man! No, no, but in, in, kind of when, when you when you of where we want to be and what we're doing and the type like storage is going to be our main man next season. We know it. We can kind of sense the way Rogers is going to play. Yeah, I don't think we will play the two. We play one, and the kind of only player out there that we can see that has any kind of likeness. The storage is Remy. Yeah, at eight million, that's a steal. Mm. That is a steal, and he could turn out to be a decent player. You know, especially he has, he has goals in him. surrounded by better players as well. Yeah, exactly. And he has goals, and I'm like, me and Phil always have rows over this. <laughs> I, I, I like my strikers with a bit of pace. Mm. You know, a bit of pace, bit of movement, bit of goal. Yeah. You know, I, I hate these wooden fuckers that run in straight lines. Yeah. And you know, when you, you kick a ball and it bounces off them every so often. I hate that. I want real strikers. And Rem, Rem, Remy's a proper striker. Yeah. You know, you can see him. He's looking to get off the back of the back of defenders. And if he's not getting off the back of him, he's coming short looking for feet. Constant movement. I, I hate these wooden players that just wanted to feet and that's it. And mm. they're one dimensional. Mm. At least Remy has some kind of options about him. But I don't, I can't actually think of any. It's actually a decent deal, like, you know? Jeez, yeah. That's positive. <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> get out, get out. <laughs> so this is all wrong, so let's get you back on track here and tell me a little bit about Ricky Lambert. Come on. I know you're mad to talk about Ricky Lambert. No, no, no. <laughs> no we've, got, we've got him up now, right? Yeah. Don't fucking bring it down, right? No, just, we've already had fucking Lucasville. Now I don't want fucking Lambert. It's, it's in, the, in fairness, the, I, I just I don't I don't see the gig at all. I don't see what he brings to the, to the table. Yeah, he, everyone's saying he's a plan B. To me, he's not a plan B because a plan B is something you're going to put it in the box and he's going to get in the end of things. One thing that surprises me about what, what I've heard from you is you, you don't see, seem to see any guile about him, which no. is something I would have well, picked up on. I, I don't think he has a lot, a lot of guile about him. He, he's game, but he's one of them defenders. He's got a pass in him, bloody. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's got a little through pass in him, surely. Yeah, but he's supposed to be on the end of the fucking things. Don't point true pass. There's lots of good examples of, of of front men not necessarily having lots of pace, but with, with, with a bit of vision can open up get defences with good, good good slide passes and the whole lot. Similar to like the way Berbatov operated if he has a decent forward around him. And, you know, I, I know you don't think he has much about him, but I, for me, I think for four million quid, it's, you know, we've it's now... Know, it's, it's, but we, we, instead of Aspas Barini, right, as, 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 as backups and, and options off the bench, we've now got Lambert and we're going to have Remy who's going to be challenging for, for the spot. Like, That's class. Look, oh, no, we've well, you, we've you, got you, a lot you, more strength there. You, you keep saying instead of Aspas and Barini, you have Remy and Lambert. No, but instead of Suarez... And Aspas, you have Remy and Lambert. So, but don't you're, mix the two but you're changing your shape. So, like, you're not necessarily playing the same way. So, if, you, you know, you're, you're building your team in a completely different way to the way it was with Suarez. We can't replace Suarez because you simply no, we, can't. We know so. that. But if Lambert comes in, does he play as a two or does he play up top in his own? I think you play him as a number nine who plays as a false nine. I yeah, that's great. And drops off. Yeah, I, I think. And then you have like Mar- like, Markovic you know, and Sterling yeah, or you have what Remy attacking the sides. Two examples in the Preston game. We broke down the left hand side. And he makes a run from the middle of the park. Now, fair, fair play to him. He makes the run. It's a fucking straight run for 40 yards. He doesn't show the movement of a top striker of maybe pulling slightly off the defender and then coming back to the front post. He doesn't. He just makes the defender's mind up, makes it easy for him. Like, the defender just runs 
beside him and wins the ball. Like he doesn't show any movement. And that's the type of guy that I'm talking about, that top centre forward I have. And I, honestly, I don't see him scoring a lot of goals. So it's movement. Is, it, it, is it's, your it's thing. A, he lacks movement. But I, I think he's, he's going to close down fullbacks. He's going to close mm-hmm. down centre halves. But no, I see. I, I think you're seeing him in 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 a game where if. If we're gonna, I think we'd be more likely to play him in games where they park the bus and where he's not making those runs from forty yards out, where where he's going to be played in around a packed packed box, where the type of balls that we were saying, Ryan, you know, often, like, yeah, you take pass, the ball into him, you take it off, give it, and then he yeah. he has the capability of playing a, a, a little true ball. And if we if if they're forcing us wide and the ball is coming into the box, he has a genuine threat in the air, which we didn't have last year. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, 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 there's options to his game where we can see an awful lot in Anfield towards the back end of the season. Teams were just putting nine, ten. Last in the box and not even looking to, to break against us and then it's up to us to break it down and I think that's where he, he gives us a different option and I think in the Cups going back to like the, especially in the first half of the season the League Cup and, and, and then the second half of the season the FA Cup he's going to play most of those games as well and I think he's you know I, I, I think he gives I think you need options I think he's going to be someone that, that, that gives us something but you know I, I don't think he's going to be forced twice put it that way like. I definitely won't be Let's talk about one more man then before we wrap this up um, and that's Dejan Lovren who again is beyond a strong link at this point it, it seems to be very much a thing that's going to happen um, Ryan your own thoughts on him like I mean is Lovren going to be the answer uh, to our problems there in defence or might he just be a man who's going to raise more questions for us um, look we we could have got him last year and we didn't but the club have gone back in again for him so they're obviously keen on him um, a lot of people believe he's you know he's a Roger sign he's a committee sign and like apparently he's actually both you know they both want him um, which of course they do because Rogers is on the committee but mm. in my eyes right, I don't mind if he comes in and are we overpaying probably, probably and should we have got him last year probably as well but last year I think the only reason we're seeing Martin Skirtle for another year or why he was there last year is because we went and bought Sacco and I don't think that was the plan I think Rogers wanted a right centre back to keep Agar for one more year or two more years Um, so since Sacco has come in like he's either like he is the best centre back at the club for me and you know I don't think it's going to be Agar I don't think it's going to be Skirtle who should be number one or the ones that you build your defence and it has to be Sacco so if Lovren's coming in if he's coming in for that money he's not going to be sitting on the bench he has to play beside beside uh, Mamadou Sacco look he's you know he's a tidy player he's got you know nice bit of tricks here and there like I'm yet to be fully you know convinced that this is the man that is going to change our fortunes but I mean, he can't be any worse than Skirtle was that, you know, over like, I mean, people are coming on that Skirtle had a great season. I've seen people, I've generally seen people put Skirtle in their team of the year, Premier League team of the year. Mm. And it's complete rubbish. I mean, he had eight to 10 games where he was good. Yeah, it's match of the day highlights exactly, you know, stuff, isn't like, it? Yeah. Look, Lovren, if he's coming in, if Rodgers wants him, if he is the one that he believes that he's going to be the one that changes the defence round who am I to say he's wrong mm. you know so I'm look I'm not gonna I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to the table yeah. and he's obviously desperate to play for us like he's fucking gagging the person table. whom you're trying to reach you know? is currently unavailable please leave a message secrets of the trade um, <laughs> Floody you're, you're a man who's patrolled around uh, uh, in front of goalkeepers in the defence yourself is there anything to, to recommend uh, Dejan Lovren for you is he a guy that you'd like to see play I don't know a lot about him you don't know a lot quite, about him quite honest I'm, I'm not going to sit here and well okay well, then, well, well, well maybe not even talk about Lovren specifically what, what is it that you think is needed there and is Sacco your first like, like for Ryan is he, is he your first man 
uh, the start and who I, goes alongside. I, I highly rate Sacco. I have for a long time, mm. but I, I do think not that he lacks. Not we really need. We need a Sammy Hippie. You know, somebody that that commands a back four and, and controls a back four. Sacco, Sacco seems to be fairly. Dominant in, in his game and in his tackles, his winning tackles, he passed the ball well. But does he control the back four? Do you think I he might grow know. into that? He, he can yeah. be because he's yeah. only young. He's very good you know? yeah. France, he, you he know. is. He's only young, and he might grow. I don't know what his English was like last year either. Like, yeah, it's it, a big deal. So moving to a new country, yeah. but I do think we, we require somebody like that. Like, it, kind of, we, we spoke well, Phil. Per Mertesacker is the slowest player in the Premier League, but he controls that back mm. four so well, and he he kind of. Everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah. We, we seem to lack that one leader in our back four. Everything's kind of reactive, defending mm. and shitting themselves as soon as the ball yeah. comes in. Where We, we want to keep that as a unit, uh, as such. So mm. if Lauren's the man to do that, well and good. I don't know a lot about him. So. I think, you know, I think Sacco tries to, to push the defence for it. I mean, look, we're, we're presuming that we're trying to play a high line. You know, when Sacco's playing that high line, he's, he's got at least two defenders in Skirtle and Johnson who've naturally, over the years, have played in deeper defences. You know, Skirtle came to Liverpool under Rafa Benitez who sits with a deep defence and you can see it look at the Norwich game Sacco is trying to push up and Skirtle and Johnson are shitting the bed and they're dropping 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 so if Lovren is coming in and he's going to push forward and get on the front foot Sacco will come you know he'll do the same yeah. uh, it then requires uh, Simon Mignolet to come further in the penalty spot but mm. you know I, I still think you know I think, well, I think a lot well. like the defence comes in for a lot of stick last year and kind of we shipped a lot of goals but we've said it all last season I don't think we had a proper defensive midfielder to shield that back four. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. of the goals we got were caught in transition. You know, yeah. where it, like anyone we, we watched Marcherano in the World Cup, he was fucking everywhere. You know, mm. like that's happily made in the semi final. Remarkable. Yeah, stuff, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Last like, he, ditch, last, last ditch, but he never stopped. Yeah. You know? And we haven't seemed to have had that for the last few years that yeah. we have that shit defensive shield in front of our back four. Mm. And it, we always seem a little bit power up like and, and things just get us and, and stretch us. Because we haven't got that shield, so maybe we can come in there. We might see that shore up a little bit better. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. A return now for a, an old favorite feature, which was listeners' questions. Um, we may or may not have this every month. We'll see how it goes. Our first question tonight is from Slippy G, which is a bloody fantastic <laughs> name. And Slippy G wants to know: Does the five-second rule apply to soup? Mm. Yes. Depends. It depends on what. Are we talking about the soup falling onto something or something falling into the soup? Oh yeah, well, yeah, well. See, because if, if if it's something falling into the soup, then I'd say yes. The five second rule applies, mm. and then it depends on what the thing was. If the if, if the soup falling onto something, it's gonna be, I don't know how you get it back that's in. Just not doable. <laughs> that's just not doable. Uh, Especially if it's on the table that's had pledge. Imagine the residue. You know, you know that's just horrible stuff. You know when you spray it and you get the residue in your mouth. Have you ever seen anyone eat stuff off the ground? Not soup now, but have you seen people eat stuff? Like for example, if toast fell on the ground, butter side down, would you eat it? Yeah, would I? You eat would, it? Ryan? Would you? Yeah, sure. It's only my ground. Five it's only my ground. Okay. <laughs> if, if seen it. If, I, if somebody's seen it, I'd be saying, "You're fucking disgusting." Oh, no, fuckers. <laughs> Are you the only that off the ground? It's nobody around. I'm picking up. Oh, no, no. Otherwise, otherwise, you're eating them germs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what time of night are we talking about? Wait, what the hell does that have to do? Are <laughs> <laughs> you different class What's of dirt on your floor? Past, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like if, if you've been out and you had a few and you come in, oh, like right, you've often woken up the next morning and you know had the, the tray of curry sauce on, on the on, on the chest and you're still sort of uh, a bit worse for the wear and you just have a little dip in just to see if <laughs> it's you you <laughs> curry sauce. <laughs> you've eaten curry off your own chest. Oh Christ, oh. we need to move it on. Right, next question is from Scott, and Scott wants to know, Molly, would a shark? Which would a shark find easier to eat, a midget or a Labrador? 
Well, I've, I've done my research on this trip. Of course and, you uh, have. I have to, have to be uh, prepared for these pods. Good man. But basically, midgets, they have a high bone density <laughs> and they've also got very thick muscle structure. So going by that, I would reckon be the Labrador the shark would prefer to go for. Especially a fat old Labrador. Because nobody wants thick muscles and bones and Gristle stuff. Gristle and stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> so you're going, you're, going, you're going with the Labrador. He's going to go for the Labrador. Okay. I mean, that's only opinion. Isn't there stuff. a sea Labrador? What the hell is a sea lion? Because he's more likely to be in the sea. <laughs> a sea Labrador. I think that's a sea lion you're probably thinking of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not great like that in the old nature. Uh, next one's from Paul uh, Paul Murray. And Paul wonders, uh, are drivers with personal reg plates the saddest people to grace this earth? And then he asks, in a kind of a backhanded dig, have any of you thought of getting one? Um, so I don't know what Paul's trying to imply there. But first of all, the open question, personalised reg plates, have we any opinions on them? Look, you, you, uh, in my opinion, you have to have about a hundred million in the bank account to yeah. to get away with a personal. But you're not still a wanker because you've, well, you, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. You don't it, care. It you don't care about being like because it's on the back end of a Bugatti Veyron or something like that. Yeah. So like, you know, you yeah. can put anything on it. Yeah, fill one. Yeah, on the back <laughs> literally <laughs> fill one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, Floody, Would you ever go for one of them? I know you like a car. Would you ever think of personalised it in that way? All that bollocks, do you? I, I hate that shit, yeah. And especially if they don't really get to me tits. Cool. And yokes, oh, baby on board, them fucking stickers that you put in the back window. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does a baby on board? <laughs> I'm not going to crash into you anyway. You've got them stupid car stickers, you know. I think the, the worst is the reindeer cars. I'm sorry if any of you do it, but I can't. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, anything, yeah. anything that you stick out flags, it. Hang on, what's, and that? Stomach. what's the reindeer? Oh, the oh Christmas editions, yeah, is it? You get the, no, the okay. antlers on the window, oh, the better one, the big red nose. I have a better one. Oh, Mark. I have a better one. Oh, Definitely have a better off. one. Eyelashes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> they can fuck what? off. What type of mindset oh. says? Do you know the car looks better if we put some eyelashes on it? Personality. Can you blush your darling? What extras do you want? Uh, I want the alloys, the air conditioning, and, and the eyelashes. And a pair of anchors. What do you use on your eyes? Beep, 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 beep. Molly, could you ever see yourself customising a car with a number plate, fella? No, I don't think. I reckon Steve has one, though. But who remembers your licence plate? So before these years came out, and I'm nearly sure one of them, uh, the license plate was HIV. Who <laughs> oh, is the unfortunate fucker that had to get that license plate? Like? Cars weren't very popular that year. <laughs> Nobody bought a new car. Yeah, okay. That didn't pass the NCT. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, two questions from grade end to finish. Uh, the first one uh, is the more controversial of the two, so we'll go with that first. <laughs> uh, Gray, uh, as is his wont, asks us uh, which, if you had to pick a pensioner, to shag who would it be mm. I think we kind of touched on this before when I say touch just you know what I mean I think I think, da- I think Damo should go with this one because he was talking about cadavers earlier on yeah go on, go on buddy. you've got you've got. actually read that out like there's something wrong with it <laughs> <laughs> sorry mate sorry, sorry. Uh, Trevor it'd be you it'd be me <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we I think we can all get behind that. Literally, <laughs> no. It'd be your one in the your one in the, the worst King choice Harry. of phrase ever. Who's it going to be? Your one in the King yeah. Harry, the barmaid in the King Harry. That's oh, Jesus. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you were enjoying yeah. that, yeah. yeah. And you, you love a Meryl Street show as well, didn't I you? Did, yeah. Your mum. Nah, it's funny. <laughs> seriously. Oh no, John Ritchie give out. Seriously, <laughs> and there's not one bloke out there that would say no. It's Helen Mirren. 
Don't give a shit. No, no that's quality. No, no. Yeah. that's quality. No, no. Okay. have all rainy hands and all now, but you make a red No, nose. you're no. saying no, are you? No. no. You're saying no. No, I, I can't. Helen Mirren and Judy Dench, no, Ben. Ah, Judy Dench, no, no. Like, clearly. But no. Just... Well, here we go, man. Well, Trev. <laughs> it's fair enough. Did anybody see the, the Alan Henson documentary that was on? You're not going to say Alan Henson, are you? <laughs> 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 I've seen um, his missus in this. And she, like, it, I don't know if she, she's a pensioner or not. I was going to say, yeah. My book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're happy with that? Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say Hanson's a pretty man there or something. Uh, last one then to wrap us up. Again from Grey. Which fruit or vegetable would make the best weapon in a fight? Now, I actually have a take on this because when we were kids, I lived in the country and we used to fire potatoes at each other. And, <laughs> like, it doesn't get more Irish than that. And they will... And that was during the famine times. That just shows you how rich you were. <laughs> yeah, like, we were, we were landed gender. This, 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 they will fuck you up. A potato on the head. My friend has a potato cannon. He built one. And he fired at sheep. I was a, in his house. Full potatoes. <laughs> I swear on my, swear on my life, on my mother's life. Well, um, I want to use air pressure or something. He got a... He went down to the local hardware shop and uh, he got a huge, you know, PVC pipe. And I don't know what way he did. He's, he's re- he was really good at technology. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, he kind of had some kind of fuse in it. But yeah, it was to do with pressure and potatoes. And, geez, I don't know. Should I sat there and... and how were the sheep afterwards? Potato. Fine. They potato. really went far. I mean, these fucking what, the potatoes. Sheep, the sheep. <laughs> 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 potato mortars. Uh, yeah, yeah. Any other sheds bar potatoes? Because I, I think... Pineapples. I mean, that's going to oh, hurt. Yeah, that, that's going to hurt because there's pointy bits on it. You could use a lemon or an orange and peel it and squeeze her in the rice. Oh, that's that's You'd have to get in close with a banana. A bit of hand to hand, hand to hand lemon combat. Worst vegetable would be a mushroom. Why would that? That's just going to hop off you. Exactly. It'd be pointless. Oh, it'd be the most useless. It'd be literally pointless. Okay. Right, we'll finish on that. Some admin then. We'll start with a mention, as we always do, for Astro Park. If you want to play five or seven side football, then you should get onto them and book your game on www.astropark.ie. Get on a website for some great articles, including currently a belter there by Neil Poole. There are only six days left until the winner of the Stevie G jersey is announced, so get onto the website and get involved in the competition. We'll tweet how to enter it this week again. It's a piece of piss. You basically email us at 23comp at lfcdaytrippers.com and that's it. The jersey is thanks to www.soccerspeaker.co.uk who are running two nights in Ireland at the end of August, which will see Cara and Luis Garcia host a dinner in Dublin for a limited number of tables, which are still available and reasonably priced. The following night Luis and Cara are joined by Didi Haman up on stage in Belfast and tickets are available for that too so get yourself along your day trippers tonight were Damien Flood Ryan McTurnan Phil Casey Molly, and myself Trev Downey Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green today. 
Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service, and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Sports Social Podcast Network.